Connie Spalding, Vice President of Marketing and a bona fide hoe. Hey, Connie. Hey, girl. How you been? Fine. Where you headed? Up there to see your man. Is he up there? Oh, he's up there. Let me go holler at that Negro. Okay. Okay. Bye, sweetie. <laughs> Bitch. Okay, every girl's got a little bit of hoe in them, but Connie... She's a different kind of hoe. She's a lay on her back, do whatever it takes to get your man kind of hoe. I don't know how she got that big executive job, but three months after she got hired, her boss got a divorce. You make the call. For years you've been wondering, when is it going to be my turn? When am I going to walk down the aisle? When is somebody going to put a cubic zirconia ring from Walmart on my hand? When is somebody going to claim me as theirs? I'm tired of being in these streets. I'm a hoe. But I want to be a housewife. Well, guess what? I'm coming in and I'm giving you those tips. Ten free game because I'm not charging. Not tonight anyway. <laughs> For these tips, they're going to change your life. Now, listen, understand this. I promote living your life as a hoe. If you want, do what you want to do. Everybody needs a little Blanche Devereaux in their life. Before all of you that want to get out the game and you're thinking, what can I do? These are going to be ten tips tried, tested, and true. My loyal customers who have used these tips and changed your life around, you wouldn't even know there was a hoe unless you scroll back, you know, far enough. But listen, hoe to housewife. Let's tap in. Let's get it started and use these tips to change your life. I put on my jewelry just to go out by the pool And I keep it with me in case somebody act the fool Coochie on my coochie, I'ma make these niggas drool Higher than the moon, but I'm in tune So don't run up, cause if you run up I guarantee you ain't gon' leave looking done up Some little Chinese bangs with the bun up I got the crown low, bitch, you just a run up So without delay, let's get into number 10 Which is get out of your home town we all know you used to be a hoe <laughs> what y'all can on like that for and when the last time y'all been to church when the last time Breaking free of your hometown is going to be essential to breaking free of your hotum. Now, see, you could stay there. And if that's what you want to do, then fine. Stop at number 10 because you already know how to tackle your destiny. But if you want greater, come on the journey. The fact is you need to leave your hometown because everybody there already knows your shenanigans. They already know that you were staying after school to blow the whole football team or whatever you was doing. Lying to your parents, running around, tricking for dollars. Everybody already knows. So your options are small and yet limited in a way, you know, similar to going to Foot Locker when they tell you, hey, I got a size 11, I got a size 12, but I don't have a 13. How does that help me? So what you got to do is you got to find the diamond in the rough. You got to find your way out and your way out, if you so choose, is to go to college. And that's our number nine. You can do some hair. And we know Miss yeah. Terry, we know she can't cook nothing. Ain't that right, man? That's why you always have me cooking, huh? Well, I wasn't in the kitchen because Mama and Daddy kept my head in the books. And that's why I'm a successful lawyer. Now, when you get to college, you're going to have a run of mill of people that you run into. Now, listen, the story goes in two different ways. Now, if you go to a PWI, just in 
in in the right here because you won't be able to go on this journey with us and we thank you as tabitha brown says and that's your business so this is if you go to an hbcu okay now if you go to college and you end up going to an hbcu you're gonna meet all kind of people good bad and indifferent the holier than thou the freaks come out at night the fraternity sorority people all the different things uh the people tricking for rides to walmart you gonna meet them all and in that moment, you've got to decide what kind of hoe you're going to be on campus. Are you going to pick the good route? Because you know what? Let's just be honest. You only have four years. So hoe it up. Have a great time. You know, but here's the thing. It's a few essential rules, okay? It's a few essential rules within that. And we still are on rule number nine. Do not wear out your welcome quickly. You have four years there and maybe sometimes plus more, you know, depending if you add a double major, those kind of things. Don't wear out your welcome the first year. Don't let everybody see your draws. Don't let everybody see where you live at. If you really want Chinese food that bad, I get it. But you can't have just different people running in and out and in and out and in and out. It's not a good look. And also, not only that, it. what did we speak about earlier? It let it turns you'll you'll see into a little kiddie pool and the options become fewer and fewer because by the time you get to senior year, by the time you start really focusing on what you want to do for the future, the options are small and you don't have much left. And then everybody doesn't see your draws. So, you know, unless you want everybody to see your draws and that's cool, you know, C-I-T-I, City Trends, 99 Cent Thongs, all, you know, that's cool. But this is about turning you from a hoe to a housewife. So follow along. You might end up in a relationship in college. I know it makes me disgusted too because college isn't the place for relationships. But you might because somebody's going to want to lock you down. Because nine times out of ten, if you're a hoe, you have some great quality that's going for you. You understand? So they're going to want to lock you down. But that is going to bring us to rule number eight. Which is, don't try to make your undergrad relationships anything more than that. It was an undergrad relationship. What we are is classic, you know it. Because your attitude shows it. The fellas, if you got a girl and she treats you right. Ain't you gonna spend every dollar, every cent? Ain't you gonna make sure she stay fine? Especially when she repping you for Now, I know that sounds mean. You're probably thinking, but I met the love of my life in college. And, you know, we're on our second kid and, you know, we're making it work. And that's great. That's great for you. That means, you know, life stopped at rule number eight for you. And you were able to end your hold'em early, publicly anyway, and lock it down and have a love that's just blossoming. And I'm glad that um you have no problems. You live in a perfect world. But the reality of the situation is that when you're young, you're 21, or as Taylor Swift said, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22, you are still in prime whole years. You still want to receive everything this life is going to give to you, and you're set out to conquer it. That means your undergrad relationship ain't going to go but so far, because what are y'all doing? Moving to the same cities, getting jobs within the same amount of uh, commute time, um, getting the same friend groups? Mm-mm. Mm-mm, it's making me sick. I need to, I need a freaking BP powder or something like. 
I'm getting sick. Because your 20s, your 30s, essential time for living, essential time, essential time for doing what you want to do. You know, people get mad when you say that. But the truth is, everybody doesn't need somebody to be fulfilled because they already are fulfilled within. So they're just enjoying, and out of the 8 billion people we have on the earth, almost, they're trying to see all that they can learn from those people. So you can put a a pause on your undergrad relationship and come back to it. But please, I beg of you, explore the world before you lock that down. And that's what brings us to rule number seven. Relocate to a new city after undergrad. In grad school, if you stay at the same college, you know, because it might be, you know, cool to stay at the same school for additional two years and get a free degree or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But um, relocate to a new city. All right, so the next question on your mind might be thinking, why do I need to relocate to a new city after undergrad? Well, if you need the answers for that, go back to rule number 10. Same rules apply. Too many people know too many things and your options are few and small. But do what you want to do. All right, so we on number seven. Relocating to a new city. Now, it's essential. When you relocate to this new city, do so tactfully. Do so carefully. And do things in a way that's not going to have to have you out there hoeing again heavily unless you want to. So, here's the thing. Make sure you get an apartment, something that you can afford. Something that you can afford. Now, I'm not saying go deep into the hood, but I'm saying go around the edge of it and find you something that you can afford. When you get there, please don't use the same practices you used in undergrad. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was, you know, having a good time and uh, just fucking free and just doing whatever they want to do. It's a wild time. It's undergrad. It's college. But if you are establishing yourself in the professional realm of this area, you, again, do not want to wear out your welcome. You do not want to let everyone in the city see your draws. And I know you're thinking, oh, I moved to a big city like hmm, New York and there's all these different boroughs. It's no way people could keep up with me. Well, you be surprised because people will see you. you let taste that pie is up to you (laughs) and like tabitha brown said again and that's your business but the thing about it is you are in this new city and your destination of turning yourself from a hotel housewife is only gonna be harder if you revert your same old ways so follow me let's talk some more you know what i'm saying you're in this new city you're adjusting you may have met up with old friends and you're introducing you to people and you're excited to hit the nightlife you know you know let's stick with new york city um so you're in new york city and you're going to these different after work events and networking and blase blah and if you live in new york of course every night becomes something to do you're meeting all these people and you're like wow you know you know what i'm just gonna date everybody 
And you have every right to do that. But remember your destination is housewife, right? Eventually, you're giving yourself a time frame of a few years or however you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? You might want to stay single to 40 and that's cool too. But what I'm saying is if you follow this, this little list, then you need to expedite quickly. So that means you're dating people, you know, and these people might know people. And let me tell you something. No matter how big the city is, people talk and they know each other. So that's what brings us to rule number six. And you might have did it in undergrad, but please don't do it in postgrad because it makes your what? Your C into a kiddie pool. Shit, not even a kiddie pool, a damn fish tank. Number six is don't date within the same circle. Because dating in the same friend circle will lead you to nothing but disaster. Nothing but disaster. I know, I know. In undergrad, you thought it was cute to date the same people on the same line or the same region, the same state, the same district, the same region, the same globe. And, you know, you thought that was cool. But in postgrad life, everyone you know knows somebody. I'm saying you don't want to walk into the club and everybody's like, there's Shelly Ann. You know what I'm saying? We all had fun with Shelly Ann. So your goal is to change that. Have a little bit of elusiveness. You know what I'm saying? Keep that clear. Because once all the friends done had you, you right back where you was at rule number what? Where What? The college rule. That we talked about, number nine. I'm saying all these rules they encompass each other. Because you don't want your postgrad city to turn into a big undergrad. Because then you're gonna find yourself bouncing from city to city, and that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But I will say you all know somebody who bounces from city to city. Like it's like you damn, you ran through in all these cities, male or female. You ran through in all these cities, you just bouncing, ba 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 bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And it's not about career, it's just about being a hoe. But um <laughs> don't date in the same circle. You'll thank me later. I promise. So after you've established that, you've got yourself on the right track, you've kind of shed layers. You know, you know, time has passed, months have passed, year has passed, or whatever. Whatever time frame you feel is necessary has passed. You've shed a new skin. Maybe you're dressing different. You're wearing pantyhose from Macy's. And that's a real sign of maturity. So you have now got yourself to rule number five. Immersing yourself in the culture or the interests of the person you want to be with. My crib, bitch, and see the cars in my garage when you lift the goddamn garage up. Don't tell me what hurts me. Tell me what's now, okay? Please understand that if you have been following these steps, you should have established yourself at some point. Please don't walk to the table just bringing a fork. Actually bring something that, you know, other people can benefit from too. Because this is going to help you get chosen if that's, you know, I hate the word, but if that's what you want. 
This is going to help you get chosen and not be a pick me. Two different things. You understand? You have to immerse yourself in that culture. If you're looking for a person who's business minded, you're going to have to be in that in that business world, business meetings, know where people meet, know where people are. You're going to have to change your whole life around to fit that mode. But try to make sure you have a genuine interest in it, because if not, then you get bored. And then over time, you know, you have marital problems and then long time bullshit later on because you wasn't really interested. You was just trying to secure the ring and the wedding. And all that, which is another conversation for another day. But the main point I'm trying to make is you are getting serious. You're getting older now. You know, if you've been following these rules, you should be maybe around the 27, 28, 29 range, 30, 31, 32. We stretching it, we're stretching it, but 27, 32 range. And so by that point, you should be fully established. And now you're taking yourself seriously. Even the kind of people you're dating is different now. And that's going to help you gain exposure to the kind of things you want out of life and you don't. And you kind of kind of realize like, hey, uh, you've been hitting duds, nothing but duds. It was all fun. You know, you've been running and running and running. Like Beyonce said, you've been running. But now it's time to get serious about what you want. And the only way to do that is to find yourself surrounded by the kind of people you want to be with. All right. So once you have locked down on that person, and y'all been talking for a minute and you think things are going good. You know what I'm saying? You have shed all your whole layers like a snake. Well, I don't like that term. Well, maybe like a, um, a German shepherd. I don't know. Anyway, you, you have shed your layers as a person and I'm proud of you. But there's something that you must not do. And I know it's tempting because you want to show that you have grown and you've changed and you want to show off. You're like, you know what? This that was then. Like Nini said, that was then and this is now. But don't do this because you will ruin a good thing. Number four, never bring a serious prospect back to your college homecoming. I'm going to repeat that again because y'all going to learn one day. Number four. Never bring a serious prospect back to your homecoming. and do what you want but you're gonna be upset because let me tell you something it seems like people get out of pocket you know you know you have people coming up to you giving you hugs or whatever this is gonna be off-putting to the person that you're with now if you're dating somebody who's aloof to a certain degree and by aloof i mean they're more in love with you than you are with them and they've got rose-colored glasses you could literally like just pull your drawers out and spray both your ass cheeks at homecoming and they wouldn't care then this rule doesn't apply to you but if they are a person that's in tune to you they're going to pay attention that there's sexual chemistry or there's vibes going on with you and the people that you went to school with. Listen, they didn't go to school with you, so they don't understand why all these people are hugging you. They don't understand why you want to drink Everclear again. They don't understand why you want to go to the alpha party in the um at the field. They don't understand why you want to go to the Q party and, um, and drink oil. They don't... <laughs> 
they don't understand these things. Even if they are Greek, they might not understand these things because, again, they did not go to school with you. And you don't want to raise that eyebrow of them thinking that you were the past around in school. Because not only could this delay you get in the ring, but when you get back home, it could end in breakup. And then we got to start all over. And we've already conquered so many rules on this list. Um, so, listen, just look. Here's another. Here, You know what? Better yet. If you're concerned it's going to be an issue, make it seem like you're going to visit your parents or some bullshit and you go to you secretly go to homecoming, which brings us to rule number three, which you could kind of place this anywhere you want. I say the closer it gets to the ring, you you do it, but to each his own. You know what I'm saying? You you can control your own destiny. Like I said, these rules, you ain't got to follow these rules. Like I said, this shit is for fun, but these rules have been tried, tested and true. I'm telling you, like a Goodyear tire, they're going to hold you down. But this brings us to rule number three. Delete your social media and start over. All right. I'm going to say it again. Delete your social media and start over. I look up and think about the years gone by. One day I'm walking a JFK and I'm going to fly. You are on the home stretch. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. When we start when we started this journey, man, you was you was wearing cotton drawers from Walmart and twerking and sweating out a drawstring ponytail and now look at you. You about to be a housewife, girl. I'm proud of you. So we are at number three, deleting your social media. Now that doesn't mean becoming brand new. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's just part of playing the game. You might go from a public account to a private account. You might insert like stuff like DIY and and do things like put groceries in your Instagram stories. You know, real adult shit. Making, you know, because the person you're dating, they're going to be checking your shit more now than ever. Because they want to know, like, is this the right decision I'm making? Am I marrying a hoe? And I don't mind if I'm marrying a hoe. But be a hoe for me. And that's all that really matters. So if you feel like the people on your social media are going to get you in trouble and ruin that, then guess what? You got to get you a burner account. You know what I'm saying? One that you can just play with. That's going to keep you looking in the best light. And this isn't deception. This is just mainly to make sure you're keeping your affairs affairs in order. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying. And I think you do. So that brings us to number two. We've gotten to the all ever elusive, not really elusive, more intrusive meeting with the parents. Now, this one is layered. So buckle up. It's number two. If you can help it, try to find a mutual spot to meet the parents. But the meeting of the parents is important. So number two is simply meet the parents. Sure has. Well, I could show you a few tricks. Spice things up again. Like what? Like a dirty Sanchez. Like... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Or the Arabian goggles. Uh, or what about a troll's foot? Where you don't clip your toenails for eight weeks and then you jab it up his ass. Or a, a Mexican blowtorch. 
where you take a cotton swab, you dip it in alcohol, you put it on the top of his dick, and then you light it on fire. Now, how you choose to do number two is up to you. Um, some people bring families together and they get along. Some people bring them together and they realize, ah, oh, this ain't going to work. So just make sure um, that you know, you can kind of feel and kind of tell whether you, whether the family needs to meet at the wedding or whether the family can meet before the wedding. You know your people. I don't know your people. Um, you know when the best time is to merge. But mainly the most important things is that, that his parents fuck with you. Because if his parents don't mess with you, you ain't getting no ring. You ain't getting nothing. You're not getting a thing. So just make sure. That the vibe is okay. I'm not saying these people got to be your besties, but these people are going to be the future grandparents of your children should you have them. Even if you don't have them, they're going to be in your life unless they trash. In which case, good. And it's just you establishing your own family and you move on. But if it is family oriented and if, you know, you want to be a housewife, so I'm assuming you want kids, you assuming you want some type of family unit, adopt it, surrogate, whatever. So, you know, play the role, meet the parents. Be genuine. Just make sure it's real and something that you want. Which brings us to rule number one, the all essential. And it's a lot of different things, a lot of different annexes underneath this number one. But number one is establishing a home life. But, and I want to be very clear, very clear. And this could be an episode for another day. I do not mind y'all moving in together. But just understand that your deadline for the ring is at the expiration of the one lease. So, for example, it's what? It's July, right? Let's say y'all move in July 31st, 2021. By July 31st, 2022, you need to have a ring. If not, end it and move along. Because remember, you've done all the things. You've already you've already met the parents. You're living together. And you, you know what I'm saying? You, you might not even have the ring before you meet the parents. But what I'm saying is, within the year of y'all living together, should y'all move in together? And millennials and different and Gen Z, whatever, I do recommend living together. You know, it's not like you're not going to see. The person not going to show you a whole ass crack. But if you can kind of see a little bit of what it's going to be like to live with them and be married to them, then go for it. But give yourself a year. Because if you live with a person more than a year, and remember now, you've already been dating for years, and you ain't got no ring, the ring ain't coming. You are simply a cow who's getting your nipple pulled on when they want some milk. So, remember that. So, that is it, really. Um, rule number one is establishing yourself. Establishing a good home life. Establishing a genuine, you know, regard for home and family. And, you know, I'm not saying cook everything. I'm not saying go out and get Rachel Ray expenses, have um, expensive ass uh, pots and pans and shit. Or the pioneer woman, them flouty um, pan, pans that be turquoise and shit. I'm not saying that. I'm simply, I'm simply saying that you want to establish like, hey, this is what it's going to be like. Like, let me let, let me let you into my world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, an extra bonus. And you might not believe it, but it's worked on a few people who have done it. Learning to make a pound cake. Whether it be sour cream, red velvet, 7-Up, lemon, icing, no icing, bunt, flat pan, old-fashioned. However you want to do it. Learn to make a pound cake. And if the person you're dating falls in love with your pound cake, I guarantee you'll get the ring quicker than shit. I, listen, I'm telling you. 
Listen, you don't have to listen to these rules. But this is free game. This is free game. I'm out here dishing it to you like a Yanya Van Zandt. And I'm not even making you put your face over a hole. I'm simply saying, follow these rules and you cannot lose. It's no way you'll lose. Now, remember, you can alter it how you like. You know what I'm saying? You might not be able to move to a big city. You you might not even be able to go to college. You know, I do recommend getting out of your hometown no matter what, though. I don't give a damn if you if you go to college and not get out of your hometown. You know what I'm saying? But all these rules, they matter. If you um, are a man or, or non-binary, remember that um, we use, you, know, you can apply it to your life in any way you want to. Because a hoe is just is not a woman. But that we're taking it in the traditional sense. You know, people ask like, you know, how can I go from a hoe to a housewife? People have been asking me for years. Um, you know, because I've done a great, good deal of matching some people together who they together for right now. Now, come back and check me in 10 years. I don't know if they I don't know. But for right now, they are together. And these are a few tricks and tips that I have, you know, given to them. And it works. You know what I'm saying? It works. So if you follow everything, okay, then you will get to the all important wedding day. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I damn, I, I could share the tear right now. You made it happen. You know? You made it happen. You did it. You enjoyed a good 15 years of being a hoe. And you have stepped into the new chapter of your life. And now y'all get to be swingers. Let me stop. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. Unless you want to do that. Polyamory and all that stuff. We'll get into that another day. But the main thing was getting you to the ring. And I'm excited that I could that we could do that to for you together. You've been trying to navigate Hodum. And now here you are. Because you know what I'm saying? Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. We did it. We did it, Joe. We did. It. All right. Listen, I thank you all for listening to another episode of Verbal Exchange. Again, I'm your host, Xavier Jante. You can find me on my personal at X-A-V-I-E-R-J-O-N-T-E. Please follow the, the podcast at Verbal Exchange Pod. Shout out to our more than 10 countries that listen. Shout out to Puerto Rico. Shout out everybody. Nigeria, Senegal. Listen, every, all the Listen. Wow. So happy. Um, Who would ever think? This BDBD. Uh, podcast will grow and be doing what it's doing so i'm super excited i don't take it for granted and i'm 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 thankful that you listen to my randomness because you know it matters these little things they matter and they're helping i'm saying we out here changing lives and you're on that journey too so 
until we meet again. Peace. I'm a child.